Dear listeners, you may have heard someone tell you before that you were listening to the final episodes of Ensuing Confusion, and, well, that person didn't know what they were talking about, but I, I, current day Connor, host, game master, and producer of Ensuing Confusion, am here to tell you that the end is nigh for this chapter, and I am so excited, I couldn't be more pleased to be joined here today as we lay out these final moments, which will actually be, there's, there's probably going to be like two episodes from the little behind the scenes. I probably already told you this. We usually record one session and split it into two episodes because it just works out well for us. But today I am joined by uh, Catherine playing Gadget the Mechanic. Dear listener, Connor is a liar. I am keeping track of today's experience and I will see you in two weeks. <laughs> uh, Kitty playing Quell the Mystic. Hello, I am excited to be here, and I'll be excited to be here next time, too, if we're <laughs> playing again. <laughs> uh, Tony playing Augustine, the speaker. We will continue to drag this out as long as possible, <laughs> because we've already done it for two to three games now. So. <laughs> I am imposing a, uh, a cliffhanger ending policy. <laughs> Everything will just go to black, and it will be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the fashionable thing to do today. Uh, and I had the beluga next, so I was really scrambling for a second there. Not the beluga. Uh, cleric playing Miriam the Muscle. <laughs> um, I'm a beluga now. And no, we are finishing this. This will be done. Oh my god, please. Can we just finish this job? Can we get the kids? Augustine's going to do something reckless to drag it out. Oh my god! You know, usually reckless things make things go faster. (laughs) They throw twists. (laughs) That's how we got the delts and the uh, protectorate affairs working together. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, What were you saying, Kitty? I was going to say it is true that earlier today Connor said if we do not wrap this up. There's going to be like a play by post ending or just like a written <laughs> epilogue. <laughs> so it is true that uh, if we do not wrap up things in our play, things are going to get real weird. <laughs> the end will arrive in a series of haiku. Oh shit, if it's a play by post game, can we have like the automatic TikTok voice narrate it? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really good. Um, also, I, I'd be the most, I'd be the most powerful. <laughs> I remember how chat role play rooms. Oh, no. Um, I also grew up in the 90s, so. <laughs> I was um, born in the 90s, so. <laughs> oh, sh- get out of here. Bruce <laughs> Hansen's about to knock on my door. I'm just going to log into AOL and go to the Red Dragon Inn chat room. Oh, God, you were there, too? <laughs> For all we know, you what two hung out. What a nerd. Um, Changing not... your name to Green means you're horny. Oh, God, I miss the old AOL chat days. We're all horny for... Uh, shit, what was I going to say? We're all horny oh, yeah, We're playing for, a game. Um, <laughs> uh, what's the thing you get when things finish? Um, God, not... Conclusion? Uh, <laughs> a climax! No! <laughs> um, for closure. 
We're all horny for closure. Uh, and we're not going to the Red Dragon Inn. We're going to the center of the Ascending Fortress, um, where the intrepid team of the Beluga has uh, navigated all the way to the terminal core uh, with its final uh, final gate opened uh, very, very naturally. You know, uh, Gadget has very much got a hold of this, uh, the way this um, strange old technology works by now and the door swung open and inside uh, we saw a chamber great a great tall chamber um, you know the the ceiling probably runs to the top of the ascending fortress which is sort of a stepped pyramid so I imagine that the room itself has sort of got that stepped pattern on the top um, you can you can see through it a little bit it's sort of like a dark um, a darkened tinted uh, substance that's kind of permitting a little bit of sunlight to come through. Uh, colossal columns of sand, controlled sand, um, kind of shooting uh, through the room. Uh, this it seems like all probably all of the sand that flows through Subita, the sand seas of Subita, uh, passes through this room. Um, who knows how many times a, a, a day, like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not about to start doing math on that, but Wait. it's just a cool thought. Um, Does that mean that occasionally in these like pillars of controlled sand, we see a little package of loft house cookies floating by? <laughs> if you do, you grab it. Well, what, what we don't see is the little conveyor belt running from the opposite side of where we're at into the sand, depositing the packs of Lofthouse cookies. Yes. Because this is the factory. <laughs> That's what oh Descending Fortress was all <laughs> along. God, I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and within the within the room, uh, kind of, uh, I would say, directly underneath that uh, that you know, transparent portion of the roof is a, a wide, low table that kind of has a glass top, um, some kind of shiny, uh, semi-translucent top, uh, and off to the the side uh, a little bit, kind of breaking up the symmetry of this room a little bit um, in kind of an interesting way, is a, a pedestal with another kind of matching... Um, it sort of like describes a cylinder, but the you know the actual um, cylindrical walls aren't there. Uh, some kind of basically person-sized device, and stacked neatly outside are a few books and some clothes, a little, a little pair of boots, probably on top of the robe. And the robes look a lot like the robes that Sister Spring, um, Gadget's former mentor from the Children of the Wire, used to wear. Um, but it's kind of hard to pay attention to that right now because also dominating the center of the room is a massive, it looks like, see, none of you, I don't, I'm guessing, okay, maybe Augustine, <laughs> maybe Augustine has seen like an old pre-fracture, you know, uh, medical manual or something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, it's just the sort of thing that might come up here and there, but you know, your modern uh, medical technology is not uh, quite so quite so defined. Uh, it looks like a human nervous system to the viewers, but that nervous system is composed of, of fulgurite, which is that cool kind of mineral uh, mineral stone or whatever that develops when lightning strikes sand. Um, so it has this kind of like crumbly tube effect, um, and the the kind of where the the nervous system kind of you know um 
comes together in the spine and the brain it's kind of like thicker and more like looping back in on itself and then when it goes out to the edges it is kind of that more like um long thin tubes with uh which kind of crumble at the ends um and as soon as any of you laid eyes upon it you just immediately felt waves of of fear panic um isolation coming off this thing uh and i believe the last thing we left off at as it it kind of cast this imposing figure over you was quill i believe you wanted to try and um understand this thing somehow well sure you wanted to try to reach out (laughs) whatever's going on it's not going to be made better if the giant sandy people spaghetti is upset (laughs) <laughs> it already seems pretty upset, but maybe not directly with you. You're not sure. Right. Exactly. So soothe the giant sandy people spaghetti is mm-hmm. a A1 plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, you're all kind of arrayed at this doorway now. I don't think any of you have really gone in yet. Um, decoy is with you. Um, mm. It's You can't hear anything that would... Uh, on the other side of the uh, of the air gap now, because the the roar of the sand is just too much. Yeah. Um, so you're you're kind of you know th- this is kind of feels like the whole world right now. Now, just prior to coming in here, uh, I think you said that Augustine and I were keyed into this sort of sense of was it absence or hollowness. It's like an isolation. Um, usually you feel some, you know, there's there's spirits everywhere, but it seemed like the air gap, um, which seemingly was designed to keep people from just like easily, maybe not people, something, from easily accessing the terminal core was also, um, there's sort of an absence of spirits beyond it as well, except for apparently this one. Okay, and that, you know, that's interesting that you say that because it, you know, that brings up all these questions, you know, if it was meant to keep things, who knows, people or something else from accessing the terminal core, and it seemed like there was a uh, absence of spirits uh, in the air gap and beyond, then what on earth is this spirit doing here? Was it, was it meant to keep it trapped here? Or was it meant to keep this spirit out? And is that why this spirit seems... Um, frightened and panicked now that we have happened upon it. Mm-hmm. So uh, all of those questions, of course, are kind of jumbling in Quell's mind in a half-formed way, as they might when you have questions and suddenly the door opens and you see a whole nervous system created from Folgarite that is 20 feet tall standing in front of you. Mm-hmm. But I think that she would put those all to the side, maybe even kind of be forced to put those to the side after being hit by those uh, waves of emotion coming off of this spirit creature, where it doesn't necessarily seem aggressive, but again, as you said, it seems afraid, it seems really isolated and lonely. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that she would immediately respond to that in a way to kind of try to like soothe and disarm the the spirit not disarm in a like we're going to make you vulnerable but in a no 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 
you don't need to like lash out at us. We're mm-hmm. not here to hurt you. Like we're, you know, we don't even know who you are. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so are you trying to kind of channel or attune, sorry, attune a connection with it? Yeah, I think that it would almost be reflexive for Quell because I think that Quell is used to attuning with spirits, you know, large and small now at this point. I think mm-hmm. this may be some of the most intense emotionality she's experienced from a spirit. Mm-hmm. And so I think like just her reflexive response would be, you know, soothe this creature. Um, and we'll see how it goes because this is just making me think of how I flew with my cat from Alaska and he was freaking out in his carrier. And my reflexive response was to reach down and try to soothe him. And then he bit me and my finger was <laughs> bleeding on the airplane. So, you know, sometimes reflexive responses are not necessarily the wisest responses, but what a they fun happen. Trip. That was a great trip. Um. <laughs> Okay, so I think, yeah, you, are you sort of like lifting your hand up to kind of like bridge that physical gap a little bit? Like, are you, are you walking forward? Are you entering the room? Are you staying put while you're doing this? Um, I think that, well, I don't think she would like make any sudden movements because again, Mm -hmm. um, she doesn't know why the spirit is here. She doesn't know if the spirit's always been here, if it's like just meant to protect this space, if it's not supposed to be here. And so it's feeling like caught out. Mm-hmm. I think that she would probably like hold her arms and hands out in that palms up supplicating gesture that uh, people tend to do when they're showing like, look, I nothing up my sleeve. I don't have any weapons. I'm not here to harm you but i think Mm -hmm. that that gesture would be secondary to kind of the emotional and visual component that she would be sending via attunement to show look um we're we're not harmful okay or we have no Uh, intention to try to harm you anyway i mean it gets to decide if we're harmful or not but we're not here to to cause any problems mm mm-hmm so I think as you're standing at the threshold here and you hold your palms up, um, you kind of project your presence forward. It feels like there should be a link there, but it it's like it's trying to evade you. Um, and right now this would be controlled position, no effect. So oh. you could, zero effect is the technical term. You could push yourself up to limited, or you could try to, um, you know, step forward a little bit into its its layer maybe to kind of like get that closer physical connection with it. Um, You could take some other approach. Quill doesn't really know how this place works. Maybe there's, you know, she, she picked up the weird isolation from the, the air gap. She, maybe she thinks uh, there's something about not being in the room that seems to be causing difficulty with the attunement, the spirit. Mm -hmm. And so I think she might uh, kind of like very like slowly, gently take a a step forward again in in a non, in a way that she perceives to be non-aggressive. Again, she Mm -hmm. doesn't really know what this thing thinks is aggressive, right? But Mm -hmm. um, in a way that's not fast or directly at the creature and um, in an effort to kind of get in the room just because 
she thinks that maybe maybe the building itself the ascend uh the fortress itself is causing an issue okay if if augustine were to see you start stepping into the room mm-hmm. he would probably try and put himself in front of you Aww. to keep you safe so would probably step in the room before you reckless drunken space daddy <laughs> i rolled for it <laughs> i saw that roll i was like oh no <laughs> okay um well let's see do you see this as um an assist here augustine do we want to mechanize it that way or do we want to more say you're maybe positioning yourself physically to resist a consequence on quell's behalf if it comes up we'll do the latter okay so you're in a great position to do that if need be um so yeah i think uh, augustine steps out Quell walks in, arms raised, and I think Decoy is at your side. Quell probably like in lockstep with you, takes your one hand, and both of you have your hands out, palm up. Um, so this is now up to risky limited okay. instead of controlled zero. So because it's been a while since we played, please remind me of my options for potentially increasing that. Absolutely. Yeah, you could um, push yourself for increased effect. Uh, and then it would just go up to risky standard. You could, um, uh, we've said in the past that you could take a devil's bargain to increase your effect level. And I'm, I'm, I like keeping, I like letting that ride. Um, so that would be me giving you something that where things just don't go your way, you know, something kind of complicated happens and that happens whether or not the roll succeeds. That's a devil's bargain. Mm. Um, or somebody could somebody could help you. Somebody could assist you. Uh, or somebody could set you up somehow. Well, I'm going to say the first thing I will do, looking at my sheet and all the amazing powers that Quell has, Quell... Uh, oh, she, also warded. Yeah, didn't yeah, you I just about say, to point that out? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Quell, Quell seems to be particularly lucky uh, when it comes to her maybe sometimes not wisest use of her mystic powers. Mm -hmm. And so I was going to say that I could push myself, um, but also use warded so that instead of taking the the cost of that, I just check off one of the uses of my special armor. Yeah. And you have two of those because you are, you're a beefy mystic. A a mystically beefy mystic. I mm-hmm. am not a physically beefy mystic. <laughs> All right, so let me. So we're at risky limited right now, uh, and you are going to expend one of your special armors to push yourself. Yes. Okay, that goes up to a risky standard. Anything else? Oh my goodness! Oh, I'm just looking to see if I have if I have uh, anything in particular that might be uh, helpful in that re- regard, but mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think so. What about spending a gambit? Mind what that does for me. Uh, so spend, you can spend a gambit to add a die. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's that's all I do. Gambits don't do position or effect, but hey, an extra die is never a bad thing to have. It is true, especially when a giant spirit that's taken the form of a nervous system might bash my little brain in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think then right now I'm probably at risky standard and uh, I will probably spend one gambit 
to try to get an extra die just in case. Okay. Move the gambit over. So you're currently at risky standard with one bonus die. Yep. And unless anybody else has something they want to add, I think that's where I'm at for right now. You got this, Quill. Yeah. Quell's standing there wide-eyed. Now she's got, you know, Captain standing in front of her. <laughs> reckless Captain, being particularly <laughs> reckless. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, is just ratcheting things up, right? Because if we already didn't want our brains bashed in, now she's got to worry about Captain's brain getting bashed in. <laughs> just racking up that XP. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> On our final game... We will not have a TPK on it. <laughs> <laughs> you can always resist lethal harm. It's just, you know, you might you might take trauma doing it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Well, either I'll die or trauma out. What are the mm-hmm. <laughs> So I am clicking on a tune. It's risky. It's standard with one bonus die. Please let this go well. <laughs> well, it could have been worse. Thank God I had that bonus die. <laughs> yeah, the bonus die uh, made the difference because we have a one, one, two, four. I had a bad feeling right as I hit roll. <laughs> the four gets you into mixed success territory. Thank goodness. Um, and I think, let's see. Yeah, I'm going to express this in two ways. I'm kind of ratch- ratcheting up the pressure on you. The first, so there's going to be two pre- two risky consequences here. The first is, um, what would this look like? Uh, I think the, <laughs> it's more, it's more lightning. Hey, they say after you're already struck by lightning, you never, you, <laughs> wait, do they say you're, you never get hit again or you get hit by it more? Cause you're, you're more like likely to, to be hit again. Likely. Yeah. The, so the static <laughs> is crackling from all this sand, right? Oh the boy. sand rushing through the air. Uh, and you step forward. And it, uh, the nervous system kind of recoils as you step over the threshold, uh, and from its, it kind of like holds out both of its hands and an arc of this, this lightning reaches down from the, um, the roof through its kind of like fulgurity arms, uh, toward Quell, and you'll take the level two harm scorched, um, but I think... We've got a captain who's in a perfect position to resist that for you. So uh, if you want to do that, now would be the time, Captain. Yep. Would I be using resolve or prowess? Uh, well, how are you doing it? What does this look like? Um, if I want to try and get the extra die from resolve, I could command Qualta out of the way. And otherwise I could prowess and scramble to get in the way um but i think commanding quell out of the way because we already described you as like kind of standing in front as if to absorb any potential blow so i think commanding quell to get out of the way would be cool um you would still take some harm yourself you'd probably take level one harm yeah uh okay well let's see what it does Oh, oh my god, what is with our roll? It's just, you know, the game is just ratcheting up the uh <laughs> wow. ratcheting up the stakes too. 
Yep. So I take level one what? Uh, level one harm. Um, hmm, uh, crackle, crackling. Like oat bran. Ooh. Like oat bran. Yeah. Anybody want some pork rinds? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of smell like ozone. Captain. So yeah, you've got an ozone smell. You're 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 kind of like scorched. Um, you know, I don't know if Augustine has any heart problems. So this will probably either be very bad for them or maybe very good. I don't know. Um, and you take do three uh, stress. Yep. Did yep. you go into bullet time? What? Huh. <laughs> I'm just getting super energized. I'm just wondering if you went into bullet His heart got overclocked. He <laughs> faster yeah. now. Look, yeah. I'm just saying that when we got the Beluga electrocuted on purpose, it gave us super speed, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with Captain? That is how science works. So, <laughs> me and the beluga were one and the same. That's true. Uh, you were going to you were going to say something before uh, Tony. Sorry, before we all got very excited about bullet. <laughs> uh, I was just going to ask if uh, um, if Quell and I have matching. Uh, the uh, what you call it? Yeah, the, the Lichtenberg yeah. marks. I think. <laughs> I think they're called Lichtenberg marks. That was kind of the spirits, like uh, Mark and Quell, is one of their own. So, but yeah. so this might be if you want it, you could. This could be a, a thing. Um, it would not be as like friendly and fun of a thing, though. It would be more of like a, you know, like oh damn, you got hit. <laughs> yep. Uh, Look at you, Captain. Okay. Now you're extra badass. And the other thing that's going to happen is this is just going to represent the passage of time because the world keeps keeps moving out there. Um, and I am going to... Let's see, this would be two ticks, so I'm going to spread out two ticks. I'm going to fill the Junker's Break clock. No! Uh, which mm. means they'll no longer first. be an effective form of, you know, of preventing the... Uh, the the delts from moving in, or sorry, the the uh, verts forces from moving in. Um, and I'm also going to empty one tick from the sky superiority clock. <sighs> oh no! So you're free to resist those individually if you like. Does Captain's hair look a little bit like Hayachi's? <laughs> I mean, I always pictured Augustine as having a full head of hair. Um, but maybe not. Or maybe, yeah, uh, maybe a little bit like um, Doc Brown now from Back <laughs> to the Future. <laughs> uh, so is anybody going to resist those? Oh, gosh. When we resist things, we will resist, right? And then we hope that we will well. Yep. And since I'm, I'm being a... Uh, I'm putting my thumb on the scales a little bit here to keep the pressure on you because, hey, you know, finale. Uh, I'm splitting it up, so it would be a lot of resisting to not let any of this come to pass, but you could totally do it. My goodness. Um, well, I was trying to think about what could be done to resist that, and I, I seem to recall, maybe in the last game or the game before that, that uh, Quell communed with the little the little 
bots that were making up essentially the walls of the ascending fortress, the little silica spirits, uh, and asked them to make it really difficult for the protectorate to get in. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm not just imagining that, right? Yep. That's why there's one tick on there. Okay. Uh, so you started with one tick on that clock. Okay. So the reason I say that is I was thinking maybe to help resist that consequence, um, they can uh, essentially bl- like help the junkers who are trying to stop the privateers. Mm, I like that, but we've already established that you feel very disconnected here. So communicating with the spirits would be very difficult. That's a good point. Well, there goes my thinking. I mean, could uh, what's your moss name again? Alax. Is the lax hearing able to travel or no? You know, the last time I was talking with Lax, I had sent Lax to go hang out uh, with the flotilla Tanzanite, but that was mm. to hang out specifically with Decoy, who is back with me. Yeah, so, I think Deco- Lax probably would have come back with Decoy. Exactly. So I guess, you know, I could send Lax to go try to talk to the silica spirits. I don't know how that would go, but we can try. Uh, yeah, if we want to establish that Lax is away, then I could say that. Um, let's see, how do, what is that? What are the silica spirits doing to keep the junkers from breaking? And I'm not looking for a right answer here. I'm just looking for anything, you know, to color it in. Well, I know that they were able to form and then reform the the manifold, essentially. They uh-huh. were able to essentially move like, like liquid and shift and create new tunnels. Mm-hmm. So maybe they are providing convenient, you know, uh, outlets or convenient cover for the junkers um, or inconveniencing the privateers who are coming for the junkers by, Mm -hmm. you know, causing a place for them to trip or, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, a sudden blockage where they thought there was going to be a passageway. Okay. Yeah. Some parts of the ascending fortress that were already broken kind of like fall off and just make some convenient cover for the the junkers. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like that. Um, Especially with Lax able to kind of ferry your wishes, because we we'd established before that the spirits were kind of hesitant to directly engage with um, humans, but I think with Lax there to ferry the message that works. So if you want to roll, that sounds like resolve yes. um, to resist the tick to the junkers right clock. You can absolutely do that. All right, um, let's hope it doesn't go super poorly. Uh, hold on, hold on, before you do oh, that. Uh, you're, hold on, what is your stress at? Six. Your stress is at six. So you definitely could trauma out here. Oh my god. Um, remember that you could also spend your other warded to resist the consequences of, uh, of a way attack or artifact to use. Yeah, this, this falls in there. Or it's close enough. Yeah. I could use the way you can spend a gambit instead of paying any stress cost, right? Yes. So I just wanted to get those out in front of you. Uh, instead of, you know, before you you make that roll. 
But I already used Gambit. I don't really want to screw people over, even though I make a lot of Gambits. It's the <laughs> last episode. That is true. Okay, and we really don't want our Junker friends to break. So I guess I will resist that and spend a Gambit instead of paying a stress cost. All right. One more Gambit flows over. Um, Lax flutters back um, to basically say, like, uh, convey your message of, like, we're making progress, but we need more time, if anything, that they can do. Um, and the Junkers, uh, I think we, we get a shot of Rye specifically um, with um, a privateer kind of, like, with the butt of their rifle kind of, like, posed in front of them as if they're, like, about to, you know, strike them. And Rye's <laughs> kind of, like, scrambling back. Um, and we see um, just a big chunk of the ascending fortress, which is already damaged, kind of land in between the two of them, uh, and the privateers like move back a bit to to uh, re reassemble their forces. Uh, you know, um, re regroup. That's the word I was looking for. Oh, good, because we don't want anything to happen to Rye Guy. We're Rye Guy. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's not a fighter. I just want to go home. <laughs> and yeah, the sky the sky superiority uh, does untick once. Um, but it's, hey, you still got marks in there, so nobody is completely controlling the skies here. Um, and we've been talking about consequences for a while, but I, you'll notice that I put a six-step contend with the spirit clock, uh, and ticked it twice, because you did, in fact, get a mixed success. Uh, Barely. and I think <laughs> the way that this connection feels, uh, with Augustine standing in front of you and it's lightning starting to course through them uh you know uh i think you're you're probably able to do make some cool move like maybe with a little bit of uh metal on your person to kind of channel it mostly into the ground because it wasn't directed at you augustine right so you're kind of able to to work some magic there um which is the reason you're only taking level one harm here can Um, i redirect it back at it (laughs) you're not a damn sith lord (laughs) oh Um, my god Unless, unless, <laughs> um, I know uh, Jedi Jutsu. <laughs> Quell, you get the feeling that this thing isn't just like um, lonely and uh, scared. The reason that it is so scared and reacting so strongly to your presence is there are intense waves of like guilt. Like it knows it's done something wrong. It knows that it's. It's not doing what it's supposed to do in some way. It's not clear what it was supposed to do, but you know that the spirit feels, um, you know, extremely Catholic right now. Oh, no! <laughs> speaking, as <a> lapsed, <laughs> speaking as a lapsed Catholic. <laughs> oh, the guilt. The guilt is real. <sighs> Sister Spring broke the fortress. Oh, poor buddy. Uh, and yeah, it is, um, in this moment, I think the rest of you could probably take us, yeah, you could step inside, but getting actually close to any of the things that you need to use would still be, I mean, it would still be risky. You would be contending with the spirit somehow. So we saw what Quell did there and we kind of saw Augustine. Um, and by the way, Augustine, that definitely counts as suffering because of your, your trauma. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. I definitely oh, yeah. know that. Get that like XP. I'm, I'm fine with it. But... I was going to say, <laughs> um, yeah, that and also maybe um, 
doing the Moral right compass. thing, right? Even at your uh, own, even to, at your own damage. Um, so, uh, gadget or myriad? Well, gadget. See this terrifying jellyfish, electric creature. She sees <laughs> Quell unsuccessfully dealing with it, and dealing with spirits is totally her thing. She sees dear sister Springs habit on the floor, so she's naked somewhere here. Um, <laughs> uh, from what you remember of Sister Springs, she didn't have a habit of streaking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and of the two, I'm not quite sure which one's a more terrifying prospect, but you know, knowing that Sister Spring is in the area, she kind of takes off her hat and she straightens up her back a little bit and kind of like dusts the, most of the sand off of her pants to try to look as respectful as possible. She kind of shoots Myriad a dirty look like, okay, Sister Spring's in the area, show some decorum. <laughs> uh, but also there's a scary jellyfish monster in front of us. Uh, <sighs> Uh, I think at this point, Decoy kind of like turns to the rest of the group, like looks at Quell and just says, we should scatter this manifestation. Fear and isolation have twisted its being too deeply to recover, oh. for, at least for now. Perhaps in time it will be ready to rejoin us. <gasps> so Decoy is just encouraging you to like, you know, wreck it, basically, mm-hmm. which is which says something, you know, interesting about oh, Flotilla Tanzanite, uh, its, its approach here. Going for the most destructive option first. She grows up so fast. Oh my gosh, she gets that from Gadget. <laughs> yeah, it's my side of the family. <laughs> to be fair, you are so in a little proud. bit of a hurry right now. <laughs> All right. Well, Gadget sees an electric jellyfish monster, so um, electricity needs a source of power. Do we see anything that would be an obvious source of power for this? Yeah, it seems to be emerging from that central terminal. Oh, shit, let's just go turn it off, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, you... Gadget I think... wouldn't swear. She'd say, like, oh. <laughs> She'd be thinking it, but she wouldn't be saying it out loud. So if Gadget is moving off, going off on her own, when does Gadget uh, do that? Gadget um... is not going off on her own. Myriad would not allow it. Okay, I was going to say... <laughs> Um, the adults are stepping in. This is this is definitely two <laughs> roles: um, one to get there, one to interact. Right um, now, if Myriad is somehow going to help you get up there, then that would be a setup move. Or I guess it could be a group move if you're moving up together. Uh, if both of you want to kind of get to the center of the room, I'm picturing just because I've seen it come across my feet a few times now. Um, she Hulk holding. <laughs> Wolverine getting ready to throw him. (laughs) I will set set Gadget up because any action that I set up or assist for an ally, uh, a push costs only one stress after that. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, and you haven't gotten to use that too much yet because, like, you're always just like leading group actions and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, for some reason, I don't help people. (laughs) 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 I don't know. It's just um, not Myriad's thing. <laughs> so what is what does this look like? Yeah, how is Myriad setting up uh, Gadget getting to the center here? Um, I don't. What is this? I know you've ex- like described the room, um, but can I like shoot Gadget across the room on her <laughs> bug out bag like a hockey puck? <laughs> 
like a like a like a curling stone. Oh my god! You're gonna shuffleboard gadget like across shuffleboard the room. gadget across the room to the to the terminal. Well, well, we do have we have established that you playing like shuffleboard with children is a thing. Oh yeah, uh, I'm true. great at shuffleboard, and you have uh, your amazing cane for good shuffleboarding. I will say that. This isn't really a shuffleboard rink. Um, the floor is smooth. Um, yeah, I guess it's like fairly smooth tile and it would be fairly clean in here. Um, yeah, I guess. Huh. So basically the, the move would be like Gadget like kind of does like a belly flop onto her bug out bag and then Myriad just like, like... Croquet Whip. mallets. Whips her. Whips her <laughs> I like to imagine that Gadget's like trying to book it, but with her scrawny little nerd leg, she's not going very far. So Miriam, with one hand, picks her up by the bug out bag, flips her over, and just kind of like underhand tosses. <laughs> this is possible if one of you spends some load to like have oil or something on hand, because I've got to respect the fiction in that the floor isn't that smooth. This is not literally a curling arena. Um, is there like a jar of oil in Gadget's bag that just breaks can I, can I, as you land. Can I well, first break of all, lantern? I'm ready for anything, guys. That's right. literally my ability. Fungus, so I guess a, a lantern <laughs> wouldn't work. Have um, you seen the Goonies? Yes. You know that one character who has like the little trench coat that's filled with gadgets? That <laughs> yes. was so yep. the Gadget, and I swear they had at least one Gadget that squirts out oil. I okay. swear they did. Wait, wait, Let's wait. see what's in my bug out bag, guys. Wait. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I mm-hmm. I always have, like, blasters and, like, explosives on me. What mm-hmm. if What if we just had, like, tiny, small explosives that just, like, gave it, gave, gave it a little boost across the, oh my across God. the floor? <laughs> You're going to explode gadget across no, no, the no. floor? No, no, no. Just a little bit, like a like like a <laughs> You know, like, I have like a, a detonator in my bug out bag. I will take that off. Oh. Uh, Myriad hits my dehydrated gun, and uh, <laughs> why do you have a dehydrated gun? <laughs> it's in my bug out bag. You never know when you need one. Oh, no. So this was this would definitely destroy your bug out bag unless you spent money <gasps> on this. Shit! Oh, your bug out bag <laughs> has been signed by it's Zinc been Garland. <laughs> It's, it's more in- important than I am. Okay, okay. forget, <laughs> Hold forget on. the explosives. Uh, I'm breaking. I, mean, go I got enough duct tape to justify some armor. Hold on here. Uh, <laughs> is it just one or two armor? Okay. I will spend it. Um, I mean, if they're like micro charges, it's probably just one armor. Uh, Done. Okay. So fine. okay, sure. <laughs> it's being held together by duct tape, you guys. But the signature's intact. So it's let good. me let me let me step back here. Uh, <laughs> so gadget. So myriad throws out several bombs. Gadget leaps onto like riding her uh, her bug out bag like uh, like a you know. Uh, you remember those penguins that you could race in Super Mario sixty four, uh, <laughs> like that, um, scattering. Oil in front of her, I imagine, from something, some kind of greasy substance to speed its uh, ascent, its 
travel. And then um, there actually is some precedent for this. Like there's nuclear pulse drives, like theoretically. The way that they work is they just literally push out a nuclear explosive in space. Uh, and it explodes against a plate that like the, the ship has and it just pushes you forward. Like that is that is what a nuclear pulse drive is, I, I yeah. think. Um, okay, but you're doing but that with these little... Space. No, you're not in space, um, but you Same do have a, an armor-plated bug-out bag. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to mark the explosives and whatever you're using for the, the lubricant here, then uh, I think this would be a... Uh, well, you tell me. What is it? You, you always tell me what action rating you're using <laughs> to set up here. Um... <laughs> Oh, that's going to be a, you know, this is a rig, right? We're rigging this together. <laughs> Hell yeah, we are. It's okay. pretty riggish, yeah. Yeah. I can't say scramble for this, even though we are using explosives. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's kind of a scramble because we're scrambling you across the floor. Mm. But that's kind of, that's more what uh, Gadget's doing here as that's opposed to what, what you're doing. doing. Yeah. What I'm doing, I'm, you know, rig is not my forte, but that's what I'm doing. Neither scramble, but you know what? We're here for the drama. <laughs> Mary, it's just like, hold on, Gadget. I'm going to blow you up, but just a little. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is, this is a... Blowing things up is brute force. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what gadgets good at, um, and gadgets just taking inspiration from. I mean, that's what Myriad's good at. Ga- Myriad's just taking inspiration from gadgets rigging skills. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so rig. I think this is uh, if you like gadget. You're let's see if if gadget is the one who wants to have like the lubricant, then you could mark. You could mark spare parts, you could mark repair tools, perhaps. Uh, either of those would be fine. Um, I'm marking the detonator because and I Yes, and Mary is marking the detonator. Uh, and it would be risky grade, I think. I mean, you're using a lot of materials here, and you've kind of set it up. In a, it's going to be moving fast, but it's definitely there's definitely still risk here. <laughs> yeah, and this setup move. Risky. Oh man! What we don't Great. know is that this spirit totally played catcher for its t-ball intramural team, and you're gonna go rocking, rocketing across that floor, and it's just gonna reach out one big nervous system and <laughs> scoop you right up. No bonus grounder. dice, like a grounder, exactly. Mm-hmm. But who's it gonna throw you to? I mean, if it's the catcher, it doesn't have to throw you in. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, my God. Nice. Just, That's amazing. just let that one die roll. Oh, my God. Myriad wins <laughs> dangerously. Uh, but, gambit. Uh, it paid off because Myriad got a six. And yes, you do restore a gambit. Um, I like to think they learned how to rig from me. I'm so proud. Um, I did learn how to rig from you. That was uh, downtime. <laughs> amazing. Uh, and... Um, Gadget, yeah, are you take or no, actually I think this is Myriad's choice. Myriad, are you giving gadget increased position or effect? I'm I'm gonna tell you that chances are whatever action gad gadget's taking here would be desperate. Um, um let's see for the effect. Uh 
Okay, yeah, d- describe what what is your next plan after this so I can set the position in effect so Myriad can make an, an informed choice here, Gadget. What is your plan? Okay, well, we just have to get to the terminal and there's going to be an equivalent of an off switch. And if not, we're going to invent one by destroying the terminal. You mean All you right? could just so... shoot the terminal from where you are? Uh, is uh, and there's a reason why I'm turning off this terminal and not Quell. You can't just shoot a computer; it will still work sometimes. When, That's Plan B for bitches. When Decoy hears you talk, whispering back and forth about, "Well, we just got to destroy the terminal." Decoy says, "We need that terminal to pilot the Landberg." Oh, that's a really good point. Good thing I'm being hidden behind Captain. <laughs> Um, so you just have to do the off switch, right, Gadget? <laughs> yeah, hopefully there's going to be an obvious button that says off, and if not, well, we'll take an alternative approach to terminate the program. Can Quell call out to them as they're planning this? Just something real fast? Yeah, I mean, we're already we're already kind of going back and forth because a decoy got in there, so sure. Sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, Quell, Quell would just relate, um, this spirit... It feels incredibly guilty. Uh, I wonder if something happened with it that's causing the Ascending Fortress to stop working. Maybe if you repair the the terminal, we could be friends. Quell uh, and her friends, there's too many. The last time you made friends, we got chalice, and look how that turned out. Great. <laughs> you still haven't gotten paid for that But job, as my <laughs> surrogate big sister slash co-parent, I guess, you know, in the effort <laughs> of maintaining a cordial relation, familial relationship, <laughs> I shall uh, kind of try her thing first. Alright, let's see if we can debug the system first. Okay. I think you're going to have to survey it first just to get an idea of what you're looking at. Which would okay. ordinarily be standing where you were. It would have been, mm-hmm. you know, probably like risky limited. But you, we've already established you're moving up. So mm-hmm. it would be uh, desperate standard. Yeah, desperate standard. Right. And now, Myriad, this is where you decide whether you're giving increased position or effect. I, I am throwing Gadget across the room to the terminal. Blasting them off through yes, across the room. Yes, blasting them yeah. across um, so I feel like it would be more effect because they will be closer to the terminal, but also still in a desperate position because that, uh, vulgar right nervous system is still like hovering over in that mm-hmm. area. Right. Nice. Yeah. It doesn't understand. We just want to help. Um, yes. Okay. So desperate. Great. Is your trying to size things up here uh, gadget desperate great okay so i need to study the system first you know see if we can debug it or see what's wrong with this program um now luckily i am an expert hacker um i can (laughs) i am able to expend my special armor so i can push myself without taking extra stress which is great because i'm one stress away from needing a good therapist um (laughs) Oh, so I didn't have to set you up to begin with. Oh, I see. No, no, we're gonna. <laughs> it's gonna be freaking sweet. Although uh, Gadget works best when she's super stressed. That's like her natural state. 
<laughs> and a good thing too. Oh, I don't think I have special armor. How can I expand no, it you, without it? Everybody has special armor. Okay, sweet. I'm special now. All right, so I'm going to be expanding my special armor, and I'm going to push myself so desperate. What's more better than great? Bestest. Okay, got it. <laughs> you can't. Uh, you can't push yourself to get. Uh extreme effect the only way to get extreme effect is to crit but you could give yourself an extra die mm-hmm. i shall do that yeah you're gonna figure out why this ascending fortress stopped ascending okay so four four five and two on a desperate uh with a great so let's see what does this look like uh gadget you're just rocketing toward like literally rocketing. This is how literally. rockets work, right? Um, usually not on the floor with a bag and a bunch of grease. Um, but I usually, think... have you met our crew yet? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Desperate consequences. I think I'm going to give you. Yeah, I'm going to give you some. I'm going to split it up a little bit. I think. Uh, with uh, I'll have the one external consequence because that's kind of what I'm doing uh, just to represent the passage of, of time um, and then two that are kind of more directed toward you and I think the first one will be that your gear is going to get wrecked um, <gasps> your gear ah. yeah uh, so you could oh you, you have to mark both of the armor to use it, by the way. That's why the boxes are connected. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're good. Um, but you can get heavy armor? Is that not an option for you? I don't think it doesn't look so. Really good. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think you're... One of the consequences is your hacking tools will be damaged. Oh, shit. So your Nintendo Power Glove, your Space <laughs> Nintendo Power Glove will be damaged. Oh God! What about the thing that's in it? Um, so it, yeah, who knows? So it won't be operable. So that's consequence number one. Um, consequence number two is you will take level two harm. Um, I think you just like slam. You're you're too going too fast, right? So you mm-hmm. slam into the base of the terminal, um, and you'll take um, battered level two harm. Uh, <sighs> And then the third consequence is a risky consequence will be uh, I will empty out the sky superiority clock. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Yep. Um, but, hey, none of those consequences I inflicted were reduced effect. So content with the spirit will go up by three. And you get to choose to resist any of those consequences you like. Uh, again, that was uh, your fine hacking tools, your, your cool power glove with the... Um, with the artifact in it that's actually pointing to the core here, will get wrecked in some way. You could probably repair it, but it would be out of commission right now. Um, uh, you'll take level two damage battered, and um, the tug of war clock will empty, and the uh, Azure Fleet forces will have control of, of Subita. Subita, the Subitan skies. Guys, if I roll anything less than a six, I will trauma out and I won't be able to participate for the rest of the session. Uh, so I know Gadget's pretty <gasps> reckless, but I think even in this position, uh, 
Sometimes it sucks to suck, so I'll take my level two harm and mm-hmm. my fucking space Nintendo power glove, guys. Oh, gadget. Oh no. Oh, no. And <sighs> fine hacking rig. That's your sp- mm. that's your Nintendo glove. <laughs> we'll fix it. You're gonna live to fix it. Got to go to space eBay and find a new one. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Okay. If, I, if I'm doing any junk picking and see one, I'll bring it to you. <laughs> You're going to be on the semaphore at all hours of the night. Don't worry. We'll, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll go to shot up and he'll fix And then, up, le- and then less importantly, one. we lost control of the skies. Oh, God. You got, <laughs> oh, you're going to get yeah. semaphore sniped when you're trying to eBay for it. <sighs> anyway, it was really cool that you got uh shuffleboarded across the floor here <laughs> all right well um um and let's see i think as you yeah what does it look like as the glove um breaks i think the artifact it's knocked loose <gasps> the artifact's knocked loose but the glove looks fine but it won't react which is really frustrating so you don't know if you're messing up or if it's messed up uh. um, like when you drop your phone and you drop it 9,000 times it's fine but then you gently place it too quickly onto your desk and it fucking breaks at the worst <laughs> possible moment <laughs> yeah I know that, that feeling Gadget, what's a phone? <laughs> <laughs> and I think the artifacts, like it, you know, it's it's got the momentum of carried from you. It, uh, we, the camera follows it as it um, pops out of the screen um, where it's resided these past few weeks, and it twirls forward, um, and it lodges into the terminal. Uh, the the strange table at the center of the terminal core, and it just melds into it. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Thankfully, Sister Spring's not here to see that, so I won't get in trouble. <laughs> and there's no obvious effect from that, but yeah. Uh, but Gadget, as you're kind of like hauling yourself up, you do see, um, uh, there's like kind of circling the, this table is, uh, it's some kind of interface tool. Um, so you wouldn't have to use, you know, you wouldn't have to patch into it, right? This has, this does have its own kind of input output setup. Um, you could, you could tell that you could kind of activate this thing and um, I think maybe now that you're close enough, you even see that it looks like there is a um, there's a prompt flashing on the screen. Uh, it, the The terminal at the center. Have you ever seen those um, like cocktail uh, arcade cabinets? Yes. Yeah, yeah it's it's kind of like that. Um, and. Uh, and gadget, um, mm-hmm. as you kind of like haul yourself up over the side of this um, this uh, circular table, cocktail cabinet kind of thing, um, 
you see a, a a diagram. It looks like it looks like a. Uh, you're not quite sure. Well, actually, you got a you got a great success mm-hmm. here, so you are pretty sure you've seen something like this probably when you were like kind of screwing around with lift cores before. Um, it looks like a power subroutine, um, and there is a what looks like there should be a big bar that's empty, mm-hmm. and then there's a little bar that is full and flashing red. Well, what more? And wrote this shit. That's not right. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, the, the spirit, meanwhile, is kind of like, you moved fast enough that it was hard for even it to follow, because you, like, move, you know, you literally mm-hmm. moved with explosive speed here, <laughs> but it is turning down, um, uh, you know, another wave of fear cracks out, crackles out, as it kind of senses that, like, you're, you're getting close to the heart of the matter, and you're, like, literally past its, you know, um, like, uh, uh, you know, you're 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 in its personal space here. Yeah, and that's a dangerous spot to be. So, what happens next? There's already a j- terrifying jellyfish monster. Uh, Sister Spring is somewhere naked in here, and I was just slightly exploded and lost my fine hacking tools. But most importantly, somebody fucked up on this program. So, thank goodness I'm here to set things right. So I called to call, like, no. I- can figure this out she wouldn't swear sorry i figured this out (laughs) (laughs) um and let's uh let's hack into the system okay but let's hope my need for always being right outperforms my need to be terrified in the moment (laughs) can i spend a gambit at this point and run out into the room and going to start with Sister Spring addressing the the nervous system and see if there's a reaction. Uh, I'm uh, I'm using my um, disarming to give Gadget some time and to distract. Okay. Um... Yeah, uh, I like this. This sounds like a, a, another setup move, because let me tell you, that was going to be desperate, too. <laughs> um, I, yeah, what what approach are you taking here as you address this thing? Sway? Hmm. I, I want to try, like, first I'm going on a reach and using Sister Spring's name mm-hmm. to see if maybe this is Sister Spring somehow, maybe her consciousness, right. something... If not, then I'm going to just go the Augustan way and try and talk it down. Okay. Uh, as you kind of address it as Sister Spring, um, it seems like there is some kind, perhaps some kind of recognition, like it, it jerks up a little bit. Um, still, you know... Well, yeah, let's let's make the roll. Um, mm-hmm. I think this would be risky since it does have something else it's kind of focused on right now. Uh, risky limited to start with. Okay. Um, and I'm using the gambit, so I get the you get the bonus uh, die in addition to whatever and to your special effect. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't have stress to 
and you may expend your special armor to request There's insight. Just looking at my these mm-hmm. real quick. I mean, this is just a setup, so limited effect isn't the worst thing in the world. Um, but okay. you know, I mean, obviously, I can always give you extra goodies, or it, it, it figures into the fictional positioning. But you know, it no, um, I th- yeah, I think risky limited is good enough. I know we're all very tight on stress at this point. Yeah. Three, five, six, six. That's nice. Look at that. Okay. uh, Let's see. When you call out Sister Spring, um, uh, it kind of hunches back for a second um, from, you know, it was starting to kind of like loom very, like, it could kind of like, loom almost entirely over in like in Scott's gadget, right? Because it's a big old nervous system. Uh, and then it moves back and it almost like seems like it ticks over into a different kind of behavior. And Augustine, mm. all of you really, you start hearing it's it's speaking, which is weird. It's not even speaking like Decoy speaks where she just kind of, her mouth moves and then you remember that she said something in your echoic memory. This this thing is producing speech, um, but it's garbled syllables from a language you don't speak. Um, you get snatches of it here, especially because you got a crit. Um, and I think it becomes clear to you that this thing is somehow looped into the facility. Uh, and when you brought up Sister Spring, you hear something, some kind of word like, that sounds like the word that you would use for operator or user. Okay. Um, so kind of keying off that, then I'll go into like, this is gadget, a friend. We're here to help. Like just try and continue that route with the, mm-hmm. uh, and it continues holding a conversation with you where, you know, you pick out like maybe one or two words because, I think the language that you speak now is probably not completely dissimilar from the language that people spoke before the fracture, right? It, it makes sense that there would be some um, some connection there. But on top of that, you can tell that it's like, it's garbled. It's like, you know, it's like um, up and down, tonal shifts. Like this isn't a natural wave speech. Um, and I think, you know, you can actually tell that it it itself... The gadget, this is easy for you to pick out. It itself mm-hmm. isn't speaking, but there's like a kind of like a speaker system that it seems like it's speaking through uh, around the terminal. And yeah, it's distracted. It's no longer attacking you because uh, Augustine has that cool ability where people don't attack. And obviously things can still go wrong, but um, uh, for the moment, especially with that crit, um, you're you're covered. So, what are you doing? And then we'll discuss. Dis- Augustine can decide how to uh, increase your position or effect. Oh gosh! All right. Um, I-, I was simply just going to hack into the system and try to. Well, um, again, that energy bar is depleted, correct? And we have a smaller bar that's flashing. Yeah, the big bar. There's a bunch of big bars, um, and they're empty. And there's the smaller one that is totally full and is flashing. Uh, you can't quite make out the labels right now. 
um, because it's in a language that you don't really speak. You know, you know what the sequence of characters is for, like, uh, you know, door, because mm-hmm. you just see that when you're hacking into doors all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But you're not really. Let's see. Would you be familiar with any of these? Uh, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think some of the bigger bars, you see the the sort of characters that you're used to seeing, like, on the Ascending Fortress itself, like, above its entrance, which was mm-hmm. sealed. Um, but near the smaller bar is when you don't recognize. Okay, so I, I'm sure listeners know the technical terminology, and I know that you all do as well, and I definitely do, uh, but I'm going to... Uh, kind of minimize the language I'm using for other people. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take the fullness of the small flashy bar and put it into the big emptiness of the big empty bar. <laughs> uh, all right. I think ordinarily this would be... If, are you hacking? Yes. Ordinarily this would be desperate... Um, let's see, you don't have your fine tools, but I did say that there's like a keyboard and and stuff here. Um, I think, yeah, ordinarily this would be desperate limited. It's risky limited because Augustine did that, uh, or sorry, I moved it to the wrong spot because Augustine is occupying it. Um, and on top of that, you also get to choose, Augustine, whether you want to increase Gadget's effect or position. We'll do effect. Okay, so good old risky standard on this hack. Do you want to... I'm guessing you don't want to push yourself. Do you want to spend a gambit? Um, does anybody want to try to help Gadget here somehow? Certainly ways you could you could try on top of what Augustine's already doing. I, something just occurred to me mm-hmm. um, to to help Gadget. We're having language issues, right? Yes, um, language issues are definitely part of what's what's going okay. on here. It's, it seems it's capable of vocal communication somehow, but there is it's not um, working properly. So here's something that just occurred to me, like literally just now. Uh, you know. Well, tends to, to do a lot of attuning, and attuning usually happens in the here and now with the spirit or whatever that's in front of her. Mm-hmm. But I just recalled that on the night that she and Katten got super drunk and then she got kidnapped by Batra, that she somehow, like, did she attune with, like, the brandy or something? And she wound up seeing its past, right? Yep. So Quell is like, Things are looking pretty desperate. You know, she doesn't, she heard what Decoy said about this spirit getting just, you know, taken apart, which she really doesn't want to do. She's not super cool with that. She doesn't want Gadget or Captain or Myriad to get hurt. And too late. <laughs> no. <laughs> or hurt. And, uh, you know, Captain's trying to talk with this spirit, but there are some language issues. What if Quell could somehow attune with the past and, like, I don't know, magically, space Jedi-y, like, kind of figure out some of the language. Um, that's a, that's a cool, I, 
Yeah, that's a cool idea. I don't think you, you you wouldn't be like attuning with the past. You'd be attuning with the spirit again somehow, or what it's something that the spirit's connected to. Right. But, right. Yeah. But like in a way to absorb some of the language specifically, as opposed to just like to communicate with the spirit. Okay. With are you setting of- this? Are you setting this up as a help for gadget? I think so, because Gadget is currently trying to use the system, mm-hmm. and um, it's not in a language that she necessarily understands. Right. Okay. So, so, so that would be too stress. Um, and yeah, I think... Uh, let's see. Something that would be helpful for you here. Uh, and you get to choose, um, since you have two connection with Gadget you get to choose um, two of those boosts that we have on the playmat here. Okay. Uh, so we're at Risky Limited. Oh, sorry. Quell gets uh, to pick them, but uh, Quell would probably give you, probably take into account what, you, what you're what you into. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what is Gadget looking for? I was going to have, oh, so the original goal was to, Again, sorry for minimized language. I'm doing I'm doing the simplified language for people who are not us, me, the <laughs> listeners. It's for some other mysterious fourth party mm-hmm. taking whatever the energy is going to the small flashy box, and we're going to put it into the big empty box um, on this program. Mm-hmm. But also, as an analysis, uh, I can use my ability to ask a second question of who is the user, and I'm going to ask who the actual operator supposed to be if there's an operator error you know obviously there's supposed to be a dedicated user for this program Mm -hmm. who the hell is that because if it's not me (laughs) (laughs) uh okay so i think you're yeah you're at risky standard right now which is correct because it was going to be desperate limited but then it went to risky because of augustine's cool ability and then standard because augustine pushed it up with the setup so quell how what uh benefits are you bestowing by spending these two stress oh right uh remind me of the benefits that i can give uh if you look at the playmat on the lower right uh assist pick for one per connection tick okay let's see you probably want pretty good effect on this seems like Mm -hmm. that would be important we're not on our ship, so we don't have to disregard damage. Don't have level three harm, so you don't have to worry about that. So I guess we can give you improved effect. And would you rather have an extra die, or would you Ooh. rather have improved position? Ah, uh, I think improved position because I have a billion dice already. All right, we're going to give you an improved position and improved effect. I say this, I'm going to roll really shitty now just for saying that out loud. <laughs> improved position and improved effect. So you're at controlled great. Wow. Okay, and Quell. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, I took I my two stress. And you were specifically trying to reach into like understanding this thing's like vocalizations, right? Yeah, it's it like she was thinking like reach just like with the brandy where she was able to or maybe it was bourbon. I don't know. It was a B word. Borb. Where she yeah, reach, reach into the, she kind of unexpectedly reached in the past and could see how things functioned and could like intuitively sort of feel it. She was going to try and reach into like, what is this creature's function? How does it communicate? What does all of this mean? So mm-hmm. that, you know, she could relay that to, to Gadget so Gadget could better 
navigate this machine. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think because you're in such a hurry, you're not getting a full like visual flashback, but I think like you, there's a moment and you hear this thing. It's like it's speaking to, it's like responding to somebody, right? Like somebody asks it something in a questioning tone and it responds in a very even, um, voice, um, almost like a mechanical voice. Um, and one of the words that occurs to you is, um, the word for sand. And yeah, you know what the old word for sand was now. And if you, and, um, let's see, how would you know that this is relevant to what Gadget's doing? Um, because the word is like, basically this is the last piece of the puzzle that makes you realize, oh, those big bars they are related to the ascending fortress, like channeling the sand through it and doing its, you know, regular job. So, how do you think you would convey that? So she she realizes the word sand, realizes the big bar, which is empty, right, is related yes. to uh, the ascending fortress doing its job. Mm-hmm. Realizes that this. Holgerite spirit is somehow related to all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and she already had the thought, the idea that it somehow felt guilty that something had gone awry in here, that mm-hmm. that it was broken in some way or something was not happening as it was supposed to be. So I think that she would say, um, she would just relay that, I guess. She would relay like, uh, gadget, gadget, the, the large bar has something to do with uh, the Ascending Fortress channeling the sand. The fact that it's empty is affecting the sand channeling. Or maybe the sand channeling is why it's empty. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. She uh, she stops for a second as she's saying that and says, you know, so the, so it being empty is affecting the sand channeling. Or maybe the sand channeling is but not right and that's why it's empty. And she would pause a moment and she would look at those two big moving things of sand. Mm-hmm. And, and like the rest is, would lead to like her probably taking an action, but, and we're not at that point yet, but right. um, these are moving, but the ascending fortress is not. Where are these leading to that they're getting jammed up? Well, it seems like the ascending fortress is still operating in diminished capacity. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like, so the, the sand isn't just like fall, cascading over Subita and Subita is like shrinking. Somehow the Ascending Fortress is still doing its job of like, you know, making the sand seas like ret- ret- uh, stay mostly intact. But um, it isn't like moving stuff around like it's supposed to. Yeah, uh, I think I think she would say, I think Paul would say, um, I don't think the spirit's here to hurt us. I think the spirit is is here to assist with the operation of this place. Perhaps it's upset because the operation is is damaged and whoever's supposed to be here, the user, to make this thing work, um, isn't here. Yeah, good thing that we're here. Let's go find out who this user is supposed to be. <laughs> but yeah, right. it's all about the sand. I don't know. She now knows the word sand. It's about sand. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's a controlled grate, correct? Yep. And I'm going to ask who the 
dedicated user is supposed to be? So I think the the impression you get is that this is supposed to be there is supposed to be like a sort of a maintenance role. This is this is supposed to be a largely self-sufficient system, but maintenance is supposed to be performed regularly. And I think, you know, you see some some of the maintenance logs, the access logs of people who have just opened that door like you did. The most recent one is, you know, 30 seconds ago. Um, before that, it was, um, you know, a few months ago. And once again, there is that signature, uh, that you've come to associate with, uh, Sister Spring that she, she was in here before. And then before that, I think it's several decades and it's, some um, signatures that you probably remember from when Sister Spring was showing you how to, how to work, um, you know, how to work old terminals. Um, so kind of like showing you, you know, some, um, algorithms and functions that had been created by the children of the wire um, before her. And yeah, so you got a two, a five and a one on a controlled. And so the clock will fill. Absolutely. Um, You are able to um, redirect the power to the, the other bars and the, the spirit it cloud feels just a little bit doofy because knowing that it was talking about sand didn't really change anything that our delightful gadget was going to do she's like it's about sand gadget and she's like yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) thumbs up (laughs) um that's that is true it didn't really change it that much i'll I'll give you a little bit extra especially because it's our, our last game um the other bar um, says, let's see, what would it say? Mm, this, word, this word is a little harder because it's a little bit more abstract, but it has something to do with transport. Um, and you can tell that it is indicating um, like the diagrams. Well, you'll all be able to put this together, that it is indicating the weird little pedestal thing. All right, that is useful, because that will clearly affect some things. Yeah. So, yes, Quell then relates that, that it is not just about sand and the big bar being sand, but the little bars seem to have something to do with transport. We already knew there was an issue with sand transport, but specifically sand transport in relation to these pedestals. Ta-da! Mm, no, the 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 different bar. Sorry, I, um. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wait, Paul's like, wait, wait, wait. No, it's no. a different language. Okay, it's a fucking teleporter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like transport. It's a T word. I don't know to move something from one <laughs> place to another. I don't know. How to, there's no like way for me to back into describing that between quell you pushing yourself and having this um this uh vocabulary lesson from the past and gadget you getting this um you getting control of the systems you're able to figure out that this weird pedestal thing is like some kind of what they would refer to as an emergency display you know maintenance display displacement pad and um but it's a teleporter. Well, Quell already figured that when she saw that Sister Spring wasn't here, but her clothes were. 
<laughs> she's clearly been teleported. <laughs> yeah, so there's Quell shouting, It's about sand gadget! Gadget's the fucking mages to please for pen, Quell. We all know it's about sand. This is child stuff. <laughs> And it's about the displacement pad. By the way, you know, it's like when you're translating the classics and in movies, they're always like, oh, yeah, I could just perfectly read like ancient Sumerian. But when you're really translating classics, you're like, okay, so this word could mean sand, (laughs) but it could also be interpreted to mean like the dust of our souls. So in this context, so yeah, that's basically what Quell is doing. She's like, okay, so um, it's about sand gadget. And then somehow these pedestals are involved. And it, it means something like transport, move, teleport. Anyway, <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, sorry, Quell, that wasn't your fault. That was me getting really turned around. So I figured I'd just lay my cards on the table here to make sure that you're getting your money's worth. Thank you. I do appreciate that because I was really a little like, it's about sand gadget. <laughs> and she's like, well, I was going to do what I was already going to do. Mm-hmm. Now I know it's a sand. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Quill. <laughs> Good job. Yep. Uh, and so you're you're actually in a pretty good spot here as, as the the bars reroute. Um, and I think the the bar at the bottom, you know, which was which was flashing red, um, kind of empties out. Uh, and the spirit, which is uh, still speaking, um, kind of like is kind of its voice kind of like gets quieter. Um, it isn't getting smaller, but it seems to be getting more lethargic. Oh no. Um, because like, it seems like the, what was powering it before is now being rerouted. Uh, and yeah, you're, you're in a good spot to be be able to take control of this, but there is still that controlled consequence. And you're going mm-hmm. to be in a risky position as um, you hear engines coming from behind you in the air gap. Um, and a these engines are mad engines. They are engines that just went through a lot of sand to get to you, but they're still intact. Um, and you, um, you hear a familiar voice uh, call out, Oh, looks like you're having some trouble with that spirit. Be happy to give you a hand. Uh, mm-hmm. And Vert is standing on top of a um, a Azure fleet. Um, it's probably a sloop. Yeah, it's a cool little sloop. It's a maneuverable ship. And they were able to fly it up through here past the uh, the delts and the junkers. Now, it's if, if you if you look back, you can tell it's not like he has his full force here because that wouldn't that just wouldn't be workable. He wouldn't be able to fit them all on. Mm-hmm. But he does have a small detachment with him. 